0: Peace, grace. This is Pastor Colton Lott from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, El Reno. We have the privilege of building Christian community in El Reno for the world. And so if you care about building Christian community or El Reno or the world, we're glad you're listening to this podcast. If you want to help contribute to the gospel work of this congregation, please visit our website fcclreno.org and go to the give online tab. And now, here's the sermon for the week. Hear these words from letters to from letter to, to Galatians chapter 5 verses 22b through 26. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things, and those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with the passion and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become become conceited, competing against one another, envying one, one another. May God add blessings to, reach in, to readings of these words every time in every place. Our scripture reading today comes from Mark 12, 38 through 44. As Jesus taught, Jesus said, The scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour a widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers, they will receive the greater con- condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. Then a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called and said to his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasure. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she put out her property and has put in everything she had, and she ha- had to live on. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, everybody. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God. Amen. I have a unique name, uniquely spelled and uniquely pronounced, specifically chosen by my parents as a result of their semester in Sweden. Names are important. Probably each of us in this room could tell the story of how our parents chose our name. Jesus' name was given to Joseph by an angel. But the poor widow in our story was not named. The poor widow plays such an essential role in the story, and yet she isn't even named. That is one thing that has always bothered me about the story. We have to call her the poor widow. In the gift of the poor widow, found in the following Jesus story, which we use in our Sunday school for four-year-olds to second grade, after each of the story, are wondering questions. And one of the wondering questions I like to ask is, I wonder if she had a name. I enjoy getting to hear the children come up with the names for her. Today they were naming themselves as her. A further illustration about names is found in the story we begin with each year of our Sunday school class using young children in worship book, The Story of the Light. The storyteller lights a candle from the Christ candle and while doing so, the storyteller says the child's name. For example, Aaron, this is your light. By naming the child, the storyteller is saying how important the child's name is to God. I often see the child sit up a little straighter and with a certain awe As their name is stated, looking at the rest of Mark 12, 38 through 44 story, no one else is named either, except for Jesus. Granted, the other characters in the story do not play a big of role in the story, but names are so important to each and every one of us, I wonder why their names aren't mentioned. Names make us who we are. It lets others know who we are talking to, the scribes, the people that wanted to keep all the rules and did not agree with what Jesus was teaching to show goodness and faithfulness to all people, not just the rich. After all, we can certainly assume they had names, We've spent time talking about the church camp during our worships this summer. During the first gathering, a small group at a typical first day of church camp, counselors do a name game to learn the names of different campers and also so the campers can learn each other's names. The name is important because as you learn each child's and counselor's name, you can begin to learn what makes them unique. Our theme this morning is goodness and kindness or faithfulness. This summer, during one of the days of camp, we talk about goodness and faithfulness. While we are talking about the theme each day, we often ask the child and youth to help define and give examples of the words or themes of the day means to them. In the camp curriculum, it talks about the words goodness and faithfulness. Interestingly, goodness is a combination of two Greek words. Together, they call us to be honorable in heart and in life. Paul uses the word goodness to help show God's people how to be interested in the well-being of others and that this care will define them as good. This embodiment of care and service is goodness, something you may have noticed as the children read the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians scripture during our worship time together. They are tripped up by the word generosity. This is because in the song of the fruit of the Spirit, we sing the word goodness instead of generosity. As a community, we have changed the wording partly because I think the word goodness is easier to say for the children. The word faithfulness is a complicated word. It includes being trustworthy and being trusting person as exemplified by God. In ancient times, it's referred to a guarantee or warranty faithfulness flows from God rather being something we generate on our own getting back to the bible story in the background mark talks about the scribes and what their role is at the temple the scribes in the bible story with their long robes and their power walk around expecting respect from those around them they were also watching the vendors who would be paying the scribes. The temple was full of vendors selling things for the temple. For example, they were selling birds, livestock, and other animals for sacrifice. Dr. Lisa Davison explains the idea of sacrifice is that God provides a way for humans to acknowledge the forgiveness for God's readily offers. In other cultures, the god ate or otherwise consumed the worshippers' sacrifice. But Israel's god did not behave in this way. God did not need a sacrifice to forgive. Rather, the sacrifice system provides a means through which humans could accept forgiveness. There were also vendors to trade for money so the people could have the accepted way to pay at the temple. The vendors also had souvenirs to sell the people. The scribes profited from the vendor's sales. The temple, it seemed, was a place only for the rich. The poor could not afford to go to the temple. There was only one temple. So if you did not live close, you had to travel. There was also taxes everyone had to pay, no matter your income level. The rich stayed rich, and the poor often grew poorer. On the day, being examined in the Bible story, the scribes were sitting next to the treasury, watching people put in large sums of money. When Jesus enters, he sits opposite the treasury, so he can see all is coming in to give to the temple. While Jesus is observing the people coming to the treasury, he notices a poor widow walk up and put two small copper coins into the treasury. The two coins weren't even worth a penny. The two coins would not have meant much to the scribes. The coins would not have been able to buy anything. Jesus also looked to the altar, the power source of the temple, and told the disciples who were with him Listen, this poor widow has put in more into the offering than all the others. They gave out of their wealth. She gave out of her poverty. She put in everything. She gave all she had to live on. Jesus is also trying to teach us that there is more to give than just money. I thought of a woman named Fern Burling. She made handwritten prayer cards of encouragement for her church's mobile meal program. I only recently heard about this at her funeral. Fern had been making prayer cards for over five years. She had made over two years worth of note cards to be used for mobile meals and had categorized them by month before she died. Like the poor widow, Fern knew the prayer cards may not mean much to the average person, but to the people receiving the cards, they meant the world. People have many different opinions on what Jesus meant by saying the poor widow gave more than all the others. When I think of the poor widow giving all she had, I find myself thinking that she was giving out of the goodness of her heart and being faithful to God, goodness and faithfulness. The poor widow is also seen as a representation of what Jesus is getting ready to do on the cross in just a couple of days. Jesus also is getting ready to give of himself to the people to die to help the goodness and faithfulness to God and the people. The scripture also predicts the destruction of the temple. Even though Jesus does not outright say this, he is implying when he's talking to the disciples that the money the rich people are putting into the treasury will not matter as much in a couple of months, when the temple is no longer standing. The Gospel of Mark's Jesus is trying to prepare the people for the many things yet to come, like his death and the destruction of the temple. But the people listening and the disciples are clueless to what Jesus is talking about. Something we can all learn from the poor widow is how to see the goodness and faithfulness of others that may not look like you and I. You also can learn that even though you may be going through a rough patch, giving of your time, you will richly show God's love. I challenge all of us to be faithful and to go out and show goodness to others. Amen.